Welcome to another episode of Hurwitz's House of Horror. I'm your host, Steve Hurwitz. And I'm your I'm your other host. And that's my other host, Jefferson Miller. That's right. And this is the podcast where we talk about horror movies, whether we love them or if maybe we hate them. Sometimes we hate them or just dislike them. Yeah, we like to ride that fine line of the in-between and get opinions from all sides. Yeah, it's good to be <laughs> He's out of breath. So He's I'm just running up and down the hallway. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> well, we like to try and do things to pump us up before the podcast. Yeah. Especially on a day where maybe we were both late in waking up and both late in showing up to where we're supposed to be. What are you trying to say, Steve? <laughs> I would what never, the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> I would never say anything, man. Not not outwardly to you, but I might yeah, yeah. hint on a podcast in front right. of all of the listeners that. Maybe someone in this room is more late than others. Wow, dude. Yeah, it's me. Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's always me. Um, and then what? Uh, the other reason is that we show up here and then we put heavy blankets over all the windows, turn yeah. off all the lights, and then watch um, uh, movies that are mainly set in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, we both want to take a nap. And then instead of taking a nap, we walk down the hall and record a podcast. Is it walk down the hall? Or is it run up and down the hall? It's we run up and down the hall five times chasing each other to get our energy flowing. It's either that or sometimes you just scream. Yeah. It's terrifying. Slap, we slap each other's not, hands. Not like in the face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, the face might be the, the next Maybe step. that's the next step. Yeah. Because like I felt great after that little jog that we did, the little jaunt. But now I just feel out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey. It was a good way to start this episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little behind the scenes one of these days. We'll do like a step by step process. Like and then we watch the movie. And now here's us running. Yeah. <laughs> or slapping. Or slapping. People are like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was about <laughs> horror movies, not two guys slapping each other in, a, in an apartment. I mean, that's pretty horrifying. True. Well, this podcast has slowly gone from horror to a little bit of the horror comedy. Yeah. Genre, yeah. Which I think is a is a good in between for the both of us. Yeah. Well, we are back in the official podcasting room this time. Last week, it was a little all over the place. We did mention that we weren't even sure if we were going to record the episode. California was in a state of emergency. I didn't have power. But then we ended up recording at guest house, James, which was pretty fun. We had a nice setup. I think I've posted something about that on the Instagram. But now we are back officially. And I did not lose power this weekend, which was great. So first weekend of 2022. Wait with power 2023 with power oh no yeah it's you're, been a you're whole mine. year <laughs> yeah so welcome back everyone thank you for listening to our extra long episode that was something i did not intend yeah. on having as long as it was originally i think it was about a three-hour episode which i cut down yeah you got a couple of long-winded boys over here so but we had to make sure it was extra long extra special to make up for the week essentially that we took off yeah a little holiday break so welcome back everyone Jeff, let's jump right back into the show. Do you have any horror hour news for us? No, I do not. We're right on track. Yeah. Some things never change. Well, I have a few things I want to talk about. So the first thing is a movie I watched. It was called Adult Swim Yule Log. 
Hmm. This was something that I didn't even know came out until I saw an article about it online. It is uh, like a Christmas movie, sort of. Is it a full movie? Yes. Oh. It just, you know, says you'll log on the HBO title screen. It's on HBO Max if anybody has it. I'm going to recommend it just right off the bat. So it starts off as like a usual Netflixy thing where it's just a Yule log right, burning. Where people are like, oh, it's Christmas. Let's put on, yeah, like YouTube Something or Netflix. In the and yeah. It's like a fire on your TV instead of at an actual like fireplace. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's maybe cool. a couple minutes in, two minutes in, there's a murder that happens. And then the camera sort of starts to pan back and it shows an entire room. And then it has to do with these people who are renting the house. And actually, this sort of has to do with the movie that we're talking about today where another group of people rented out the house and then all of these weird things start happening. There might be more grisly murders involved. There might be a flying Yule log log on fire that mm. murders people. There might be aliens. And that sounds pretty good. I don't want to say anything else, but it is bizarre. There's also some time travel, possibly. Let me ask you this. How long did it sit on like the Yule log? Do you know how like what? Uh, I think maybe the. Two minutes tops. Okay, cool. I mean, even two minutes of just a Yule log is a pretty bold way to start a movie. Absolutely. And I thought it was a lot of fun. It's definitely not like a high budget movie. Right, the right. effects, they're goofy. And there are some costumes that are like, that's that's goofy. Yeah. Sometimes that kind of adds to it. Yeah. It. I mean, it's if like you've fun, seen you know? Adult Swim things, just their whole channel, the things that they right. do, it's very much in theme with that. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a lot of fun. It was just, it was weird. When did it, when did you say it was made or when did it, it come out? It came out last year. It oh, came wow, out like okay. uh, in December. That's cool. And it flew under the radar for a lot of people. I, like I said, I didn't even know about it until I saw yeah, an article I'm surprised. online. And well, especially with the state that Warner Brothers and HBO is in. Right, right. The fact that they managed to like do an entire movie and just upload it. It's like sick. So that was. And then failed to market it. It sounds like. <laughs> Good job, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's something worth watching, I think. Yeah. So that's a Hurwitz's House of Horror recommend. Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it, it was smooth. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop it. Yeah. Now we have some news on the Friday the 13th show, Crystal Lake. Ooh, I've been waiting. Yeah, there have been some developments on some people who have been added to the show. Is it verified? Are your sources accurate? I believe they are. Okay. So there was a screening of Friday the 13th Part 3 a couple days ago, and there were cast and crew members along with Brian Fuller, who is writing and producing the show Crystal mm -hmm. Lake. Fandom's Eric Goldman has reported that writing will begin in about two weeks. Hell yeah. There is going to be an episode written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote the original Scream, and I think he also wrote Scream 2. Ooh, nice. There are going to be... Two scores to choose from, the classic score and then a modern updated score. And finally, the most exciting news is that Adrian King will be returning for a recurring role in the series. Nice. Do Who's that? So she played Alice. She was the original final girl in Friday the 13th Part 1. Oh, nice. Yes. And she also had a small role at the beginning of Friday the 13th Part 2. She did get murdered. Right. She got the ice pick through the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Wasn't she like... There was a whole thing. There was some drama around that. Or am I remembering wrong? Where she's like, I don't want to come back. Yeah, she had a stalker that was That's following right. her around for ages. And 
that kind of turned her off from acting for yeah. quite a while. Understandably. Although I think she returned to do maybe some stunt work or some other things still in Hollywood. Yeah, just lessen the spotlight. Exactly. Understandably, something yeah. like that will freak anyone out. So interestingly, she's coming back now. Yeah, I'm curious as to for her. how she's going to come back into this. Like, who is she going to be? Right. Because this is, I'm assuming, starting fresh. We talked about that. Yes. So I, I bet she'll be playing a whole new character. What if she plays Mrs. Voorhees? That would be, be weird, right? really weird, but not the worst idea I've ever heard. Kind of cool. That'd be super cool. Yeah. So just little updates like that has me excited because, you know, we love this movie series, Friday mm-hmm. the 13th. We both love this series. <laughs> According to I, last I, week's episode. I, sorry, I was speaking to my lawyer. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, my feelings on the Friday the 13th series. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to have to do with my lawyer, Brian. Brian yeah. Lovelace? Yes, that is in continuity. Wow, I feel like there's a conflict of interest Cannon. here. Uh, Are you sure? Is he your lawyer too? Yeah. All right. Well, Brian. We're going to have to talk to Brian. We're going to have to have a talk. Wow, dude. Or the canon of the show is going to have to change. Yeah. Drastically. Yeah. Maybe a retcon. Yeah. Maybe there's two Brian Lovelaces. Huh. Although you did mention that I've never seen you and Brian in the same place at the same time. Anyway, we, uh, <laughs> we should probably be moving on uh, to the next topic. Um, Crystal Lake. Is this show all going to take place um, before uh, Michael Myers ever existed? It's just going to be about the camp. Well, Michael Similar Myers to Gotham. doesn't exist in this show. Oh, I mean, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, Jason. Yes. They're interchangeable. Everyone knows that. Same guy. I mean, like the names are very generic. Jason, Michael. Come on. Fred. Yeah. Hey, Freddy. I'm, I'm a f- serial killer. My name is david hey dave hey um but uh yeah is this series gonna be just about camp counselors hanging out and being at camp i have absolutely no idea not much else has been really revealed about the series so i'm just excited that we have the original final girl that's the whole series off coming back i'm ready me too do we have a have you mentioned if it's like a eat eta of any kind i know nope. they're just starting to write it but like a year even I would hope it would be this year, but if it's right. just starting writing, it's probably not till 2024. Yeah, that makes sense. Although I could probably look this up and get more dates. I have decided to just not look anything up anymore. Yeah, yeah way too much effort. This we're I got to say, we're not known for like in-depth research on this show. Or much of anything in yeah, general. Yeah, a quick glance at IMDb or Wikipedia is pretty much all you can ask from us. Well, I guess that is kind of it for Horror Hour News but I do have to ask you, I know you said you didn't have any horror Howard news. How's Angel and Buffy going? I mean, you know, <clears throat> Buffy's doing her thing. I was wrong, by the way, in the last episode. Um, I have to publish a retraction. Again, Buffy spoilers for anyone out there. Uh, our good uh, good old pal here, Riley. Um, I don't know if you caught on. I was being sarcastic in the last episode. I want to make sure that's very clear. Mm-hmm. Riley's not my favorite uh, character. Oh, he's, I see. He's boring. He didn't turn into a vampire. He was just having his blood sucked by vampires in like a weird, uh, like a drug den where people go and they get sucked off by vampires. Excuse me. They get their blood (laughs) sucked by vampires. (laughs) Basically the same thing. They portray it as like the same thing. And then Buffy finds out and she's like, why don't you go to one of your whores? It's like really weird. So was vibes for sure. Riley trying to turn into a Dracula? No, he was just like, I just wanted to suck me. I'm like, ew. Oh, there's a lot of weird sexual undertones in that show. It was the 90s. And, and Joss unfortunately, Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a character in the show. 
uh, Buffy's younger sister. Um, apparently there's a rule on set where she wasn't allowed to be alone in a room with Joss Whedon. She was oh like 14. God. Oh my God. Yeah, so anyway, that's hor- That's horrifying. That is truly that's horrifying. That's my horror Howard news. All right. Uh, and Angel's cool. So it's, it's a fun, goofy show. Interesting. Well, I feel like I kind of have to ask you more about Buffy now since we have moved into the new year and we can no longer have Jeff's Santa segment. Right. Now it's the, um, it's Jeff's Buffy Bonanza. <laughs> I don't know if I would have gone with that, but. It's the it's what would you have gone? That's with? what it is now. What would you have gone with? You know what? You know what I would have gone with? Jeff's Buffy basement blowout. Oh, that sounds that sounds. I'm just trying with the alliteration, man. Especially, let's just say with this movie oh, that we yeah. just watched basements. Yeah, we don't want to talk about not any exactly basement blowouts <laughs> happening of any kind. Maybe Buffy's. You know, yeah, so try anyway, and top what I did. <laughs> well, I have a really and good one. I just don't want to say so it. so easy. I have a really good one that's way better than yours. Right, I just it. don't want to say it. Say it. No. All right. I'll cover my ears and you can say it for the listeners. Okay. Um, welcome to Jefferson's Buffy bonus time. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Shut up. All right. Shut up. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Um. So, yeah, this week. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're talking about a modern horror movie. We're talking about Barbarian from the year 2002. Written. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's 20 years ago. We're talking about the movie Barbarian from the year 2022. Hold on. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but it sounds like you are. Did, have you, do you ever notice this rope over here? No. What? In your... Has that just been wall? behind your chair the whole time? I I mean, I don't. I Okay, so I do remember last time I was here mm-hmm. when I was coming in to set up my chair. Yeah. I, I like bumped into the rope and I spilled my coffee. Yeah. But I didn't even think about it until now. We, what is that? You also used to live in this room. Huh. I never noticed. Even though it was my room, I never noticed there's a rope here. That's maybe it's because you had everything up and. Right. Maybe because that is where my desk was. That's right. Huh. Have you ever. What if I just pull on it? I mean, give it a tug. <laughs> what the 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 wall that just opened up and it's just dark down there you want to go check it out (sighs) come on what's the worst that can happen yeah i mean like you said we've both lived here i'm sure it's fine let's just check it out all right maybe it's like an extra storage oh perfect i have check it out i have a bicycle in here that i don't use we can throw it into this this kind of uh, hallway, it's really dark. I mean, looking in here now, the walls are like stone. That's pretty cool. Well, well let's go. I love like stone, like brick walls. Yeah. Oh, this place is fucking balling. All right. Well, listeners, let's go on down this stairwell. Yeah, come on, guys. Oh, my God. Why is it so dark in here? Steve, what is that? Is that? Well, hang on. I can't see any of my flashlight. <laughs> It's Justin Long. Oh, God. What is he doing in here? Hey, I'm Justin Long and over Whoa, here. Oh, Justin. Hey. Do you live here? I sometimes do. That's insane. You're in the movie we're about to talk about. Oh, what movie is that? Jefferson? It's uh, Barbarian from 2022, written and directed by Zach Craiger. I mean, you should know that. You were in it. Oh, I'm going to go back down this hallway over here. Okay, I guess we'll just, I mean, do you need anything? Uh, just some milk. Um, oh, yeah, 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 Steve, you've got milk, right? Uh, no. yeah, 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 no, no, you do. Let's just, let's, Steve, let's just get the fuck out of here. All right. Um, 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Zach F. Um, fucking what's his name? Justin. Uh, Justin. We gotta yeah, yeah. go get the milk Don't upstairs. Call him Zach. Sorry. He doesn't like to be called Zach. Sorry. Zach. Fuck. Justin. Steve. What did I just so fucking sorry. say to you? Just Zach. Gets, Zach was supposed to be in the movie we're going to be talking about. He gets but upset. they casted just long instead. Uh-oh. He gets upset when you remind him about that. <sighs> uh, let's go. Let's go. Right, <laughs> anyway, right. we have to go. We, get milk. we have a uh, podcast recording. Um, yeah, your milk. Oh, oh, God. Run. Run. run, Jeff, run, run. <laughs> We're hitting your milk. Ah. We're hitting your milk. Ah. Oh man, oh, fuck. Okay. Hey, let's never open a door again. Yeah, let's just Any keep door. all doors closed. Um just let's just leave Justin in there. Yeah. You know, he seems fine. He does. He doesn't need milk. He's good. He's good. Well, oh, now that we're out of there, Jeff, why don't you give us our classic <clears throat> Jeff summary of the movie? Okay, I mean, I'll try. So it's about a uh, young woman renting an Airbnb. And when she shows up, it's been rented to someone else. Ugh, isn't that annoying when that happens? Always. And, you know, through an unfortunate series of events and some spooky hallways and some secret doors, things happen that are unsettling and that are unfortunate. And we meet a cast of characters. Mm hmm. And maybe there's more to this Airbnb than meets the eye. (laughs) And that's, I think that's as much as I can say. Without giving too much away. Yeah, I want to try to do spoiler free over here. Brilliant. Well, like you said, we have our main character here. Her name is Tess Mm -hmm. and she rolls on up. It's the middle of the night to Mm -hmm. her Airbnb. She puts in a little password to get the keys. Keys aren't there. It's like, what is going on? A light turns on and someone comes to the door and answers. There's someone else already there. It's um, it's it. Yeah. The clown. Bill Skarsgård? I believe so. He is playing a character named Keith. Now, apparently these two have rented the same Airbnb on the same day. And it's one of those classic mix ups. So he does invite her in because there's the whole like we need to figure out what's going on. It's raining. I don't have a place to stay. And it's super dark. Yeah, there is a scene right before she goes into the house where she looks out and you just see blackness and there's like one street light on. Mm-hmm. And I really like this shot because that sets up just like there's nothing around. The cinematography in this movie is really good. Beautiful. Really good. Absolutely. That was maybe my my biggest takeaway from this movie is like the beautiful cinematography. Like even when he invites her in. Mm hmm. Cause he's like, well, it's raining. Like she's like, no, I'll just go. I'll, I'll just Stay make some calls car. in my car. And yeah. he's like, it's raining. It, this neighborhood is not great. I'm sure you've noticed. Like just come in. There's a lock on the door. Foreshadowing question mark. Might be. There's a lock on the door. Just come in out of the rain. It's warm in here and you can call around whoever. Yeah. And like, I'll make you a cup of tea or whatever. But then when he says like, why don't you come in or something like that? Mm-hmm. And he backs up out of the doorway a little bit and he gets fully silhouetted. It's so sinister already. I was like, ooh, that made me super unsettled. This entire intro scene where she's going on in, she's mm-hmm. making calls, 
she's tried calling a hotel. Apparently there's some sort of medical convention going on, which, but it's all kind of at his word. Exactly. One hotel. It it seems like she calls maybe one or two. And yeah, he's like, Oh, I forgot there's a convention. So Mm -hmm. you probably won't be able to find a room. You should just stay here. So I have seen this movie, Mm -hmm. but this is your first time watching it. Correct? Yes. The first time I watched this, all of these little things were just given off red flags left and right. And I was so uncomfortable. Totally. Because you're just waiting for the pin to drop. Yeah. Something to go terribly wrong. He was just very, it's that, man, they did such a great job. Because it's, without the spooky music, Mm -hmm. it would be hard to say which way you would imagine it. Agreed. But I feel like it was almost from the perspective of of a woman in this situation. You know what I mean? It's like, this is how it feels. With the spookiness of it, it's like, this is exactly what it would feel like. Where it's like, why don't you come in? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a um, six foot tall, you know, stranger, white dude, stranger. Like, come, why don't you come in? Like the door locks. It's like this whole thing is unsettling. It is. And then like, he's kind of pushing. He's like certain pushy, things. but overly nice about certain things. Like, oh, I don't mean to. No, no, I don't want it to be awkward. But yeah, like, like, oh, like do you want a cup of tea? You should, I'll just make you one. She's like, no, thanks. He's like, no, I'm going to make you one. It's like, ugh. and then he's tells her she can take the bedroom. He'll take the couch. Right. It's all of these. Like you said, it's such a sinister vibe. Mm-hmm. And they do end up letting their guard down around each other. They crack a bottle of wine. Because Even that, like, he, she gets out of the shower. Yeah. And he's like, so I noticed you didn't drink your tea, which already it's again like, dude, what is your deal? Like, you're watching this. This kinda, is so weird. You're yeah. too observant and too, like, intent on being like, hey, just just let me get you a beverage and, like, just chill out. Let just let your guard down. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, ugh. And he's like, so I waited until you were out of the shower because I figured you'd want to see me open the wine in front of you. And this whole time I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he he brought the he fucking brought the wine. He lied that it was here in the in the thing. It's going to be drugged and all this kind of stuff. And it's like just so creepy. Yeah. And then they start getting along, having conversations. And they do actually have a conversation about how if she was in Keith's place, Tess was in Keith's place, mm-hmm. it would be a completely different thing. She would not have let him in. It's just it's like, just I like saw you on the porch yeah. in the dark. I'm not going to let some dude in. No, I'm not going to open the door to begin with. Yeah. And going back to what you said about the music, I'd love the music in this. So good. Now, I have said in the past that I think the sign of a good soundtrack is when I don't really notice it. Mm hmm. But this is one of those exceptions where the soundtrack, I did notice it. And that's what helped with that uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. We're noticing it actually played a really big part. Which and I sometimes guess, it's like noticing certain points mm-hmm. that stand out in like a like the soundtrack to that Italian horror movie that we watched. And it was done by. Oh, Goblin. Goblin. Like that one. I was Deep like, red. whoa, it kind of would like jump out at me sometimes. And I was like, fuck, this is really good. That was like my favorite part of that movie. And other times I was like, what is this soundtrack? There's a man climbing right. out of a window and wah, it's just like, wow, it's like, wow. Yeah. So, it's, so I agree with you. Yeah. And in this one, it was the same way where I didn't notice it. But then at certain points, it would like jump out. And I was like, oh, it's so good. It, it's kind of like a jump scare in its own way. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out Tess is in town. For an interview for an assistant to a movie or something. Yeah, she's like, like that. a research assistant or a researcher yeah. about a movie dealing with artists coming into Detroit to like revitalize and run artist programs or something like that. I think so. Not that that's super important, but. Well, it is a little bit because this is when Keith says, Oh, that's strange because I have someone you should interview. It's me. 
I am like a founding member of this band, which just goes back to that whole, this is too inconvenient. Like, isn't yeah, yeah. that it's strange? Like, huh, weird that, what are the chances? Yes. Kind of like that it would be this guy. And at that point it, I was like, is this dude setting this whole thing up somehow? Exactly. He, he looked into her because he, maybe he runs the Airbnb and he's mm-hmm. like, I know who this is. I looked into her background and now I'm creating this friendly, like, Oh look, I'm the whole situation appear in this. Like and, I'm, you can yeah. trust me, but they do get along. Yeah. They end up going to bed and Tess takes the bedroom. Keith's on the couch. They do feature. I wanted to point out too. Every time she goes into a room, she locks the door. It's very yes. intentionally like showing her lock the door every time, like Whether super it's close up. The bedroom, the bathroom, it's yeah. making sure. It's very much like showing her. Like she's cautious. She's cautious. And this is what you kind of, it's like, you know, again, a, a woman and a man, stranger in a room. She's like, every time I go into a room, I lock a door, I lock a door. It's like, I have to be thinking about this all the time. Mm-hmm. So that night she wakes up to her door opening. Yeah. Which is and super it, she was sure it was closed. He closes it on the way out. She locks it. Yes. And then she, yeah, she wakes up and it's open. She goes out and she sees Keith on the couch and he's like having some nightmares, but he's making weird sounds like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. She goes up to him and she's like, Keith, Keith. And that wakes him up. She starts scares like, the shit of, out of him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that got a little jump out of you and me, mm-hmm. honestly. And he's like, what are you doing? Why are you here? She's like, well, my door is like standing up him in the dark. And that's the creepy part, too. It's right. like, why are you doing this? To yeah. Me what right the now? fuck? Why are you touching me? <laughs> she's like, did you open my door? You were making sounds. He's like, no, what? No. Yeah. She's like, are you sure? My door like I went like my door was open. Yeah, I closed it. He's like, no, I didn't open your door. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there was like a sound that was heard that kind of woke. her yeah, up. Yeah, it woke her up. It was the creaking of her door and then like a weird breathing sound. It yeah. Was like, like, and then. Her eyes kind of like open like, what the fuck? And it was quiet. Mm -hmm. She goes back to bed, wakes up the next morning in a bit of a startling transition that you pointed out where it's her in bed. It's nighttime. All of a sudden it's the morning. Yeah, it's very it definitely set like the even the cinematography. Yeah, it was like unsettling. Mm -hmm. It shows her in bed. It does this like zoom out pan thing because it showed her close up and then it shows her whole room. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to fucking. There's going to be something. There's going to be a dude standing behind her bed or like laying next to her or something. And nothing was happening. And then it just jump cuts to daytime. And she's like in a different position. That (laughs) that was like a, a, I wouldn't say it was a jump scare, but like it got me to like, you know. Oh, it's like a cinematography (laughs) jump scare. Yeah. Like I didn't jump, but it was like the feeling of like for a split second because it was such a dramatic like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Keith is gone that morning. He leaves a note. He went off to go do whatever he had to, and she goes off to her interview. The interview goes pretty well, and she's talking to the interviewer who asked her where she's staying. Oh, well, right before that, it's morning. She steps outside to go to her car to go to this interview, and she sees everything around her. And it is a dumpster fire. Yeah, because the little Airbnb she's in, it's like a cute little house, Mm -hmm. and that was the only one lit. But then, yeah, once it's daytime. It's kind of like that same shot. Of how she was looking out, but there was blackness the night before. But now we're seeing just broken down houses. Shit is just not like, like overgrown. Rot, yeah, it's a bad some of it's burned, some of it's rotting. It's like, yeah. And so the interviewer was like, you're staying in that area. You should not be doing that. And Tess is just like, it's fine. I got a roommate. It, what's the worst that can happen? She's like, are you sure? Like, be careful. You should not be in that area. It's like, yeah. Ugh. And I mean, if somebody told me that. 
after seeing where I'm staying that morning, I'd be like, I should try and find literally anywhere mm-hmm. else right now. It's like, you are correct. She returns home. And as soon as she gets out of the car, some man comes running down the street. He's homeless. And he's like, hey, hey, don't go in there. Something like he's that. He's like, hey, little girl. They're yeah. like, hey, hey, girl, don't go in that house. Because she's like running towards the house. And it's very much like. This man's going to fucking stab you and take totally. your money. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, don't don't go in there because then I won't be able to stab you. It's like, <laughs> oh, yikes. She makes it inside and the man is just banging on the door. Like, hey, get out here. Get out here. She calls the police, but of course they do absolutely nothing. No one available. And she's yeah, like, sorry, out. we don't have any squad cars. No. Bye. Great. It's like, cool. They play a great role in this movie. Yeah, I thought that was great. Me too. It's perfectly like, yep. This is what would happen. Bro, call the police, call the police. When they're watching horror movies, it's like, honestly, this is pretty close to what would happen and throughout the entire movie. It is around this time that you started saying all of these decisions that she's making are awful. But they're not like it's dumb. like they're not bad. Yeah, they're not. They're not stupid. Bad. Yeah, it's like I would because people are always like I wouldn't do that shit. Mm-hmm. I would do this other thing. And it's like, honestly, all all her choices are valid. Like some of them, I'm like, I can see where this is not going to go well, but it's a coin toss. It's like, what are you really going to do in this situation? It's one exactly. of two things. And I don't know which one I would do. She seems mostly to be like really smart about everything she's doing. Yeah. But then you can see it kind of leading her down this like, uh, like, no, don't uh, don't go back there. Yeah. Like, don't you know, it's like how I was telling you when I was in Massachusetts, there was something moving in the bushes. And I was like, what? Hello? Let me get let me get closer. (laughs) It's a new one there. I was like, I shouldn't. uh, I'm going to die. Yeah. So she's freaking out from the man running at her, nearly trying to kill her. She packs up her bags and she's getting ready to go. She runs out of toilet paper in the bathroom. And so she's looking around the house. And this is when things start to get even more suspicious because there's no toilet paper around. She's going through some of the cabinets. There's like nothing in there looking for more sheets. And then she notices the door. Yeah. And she's like, oh, clearly this is either a closet or a basement, basement. of some kind somewhere where they'll probably have canned goods and utility toilet paper and shit like that. And there is some down there. Yeah. Um, she goes down there and the door locks behind her. Unfortunately, she's left her phone upstairs she also has the keys with her because she didn't put them back in the lockbox for Keith because she was freaking out from the man that was running at her. And again, the way they d- even just told that little like the way they showed all of that was really cool. I thought instead of her just being like, oh, I left my phone upstairs. Mm-hmm. It like shows her grab her pocket and then the camera cuts to her phone sitting on the dresser. And then she and then it cuts to the. Lock the lockbox with the with it open and no key. And then she it cuts to her and she's like, fuck. And it's like just the cinematography of that. Like it felt very some of it felt a little bit like Edgar Wright almost. Mm-hmm. The like oh, yeah, jump yeah. cuts and the very like kind of the fast pacedness of yeah, it. Yeah, it was really cool. I've been in situations like that too. And I've immediately totally. just like grabbed my pocket, like, oh yeah. No. <laughs> and again, the storytelling, like they're writing, such a realistic way to put her in that position mm-hmm. without a phone to call for help, locked in the basement. No one can get into the house. It's like all those things happen in such a realistic way that easily could happen. It wasn't like, oh, no, no service down here. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just so tired of that trope. It was like, well, no, I didn't. I was pooping or whatever. Like, I didn't bring my phone. <laughs> it was sitting in the living room. Like, ugh, that sucks. I care more about her as a character, like seeing that she's not just being 
stupid stupid and careless it's like no she's doing all the right things and she's still in the shitty situation it's just sometimes in life things don't go the way right. that they're supposed to or you want them to right so she's stuck down there she sees the window she can't reach up to it or she can't pull it out to escape that way yeah, one of those little like little guys the little yeah, thin the basement ones, yeah. thin windows yeah and that's when she's exploring and she comes across a rope that's in the wall it's kind of like coming out of a hole in the wall it's behind some stuff. I think I yeah. know, she's looking for tools to escape or something to break, break the door down. Right. And she decides to pull it. And a secret door is revealed and opens up into extreme blackness. And this scene I really like because the shot is of her standing in front of it, of the open door. And she just goes, nope, nope. And then it cuts to her sitting on the stairs just like, <laughs> fuck, like what? Yeah. You can just see her gears turning like, what the hell? What am I supposed to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. To be fair. Maybe it just wasn't on camera. It was uh, insinuated, but I would have tried so much harder to get through that door upstairs. Uh, yeah, there was like a, a rattle and kind of one shoulder check. And mm-hmm. then she's like, I guess that's it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I would be trying to brace myself against a wall and like break it down with anything. And I get she's an Airbnb, but I was going to say that. But would you try doing that before or after you found this mysterious doorwell? Um. Probably after. Mm-hmm. I think I would have done the whole thing where it's like, you're rattling it. And it's like, okay, I'll look for tools, like a crowbar even. I don't know, anything. And then I'm like, rope, huh? And I probably would have pulled the rope. Of course. Like, what the fuck does it? Maybe it'll open like a thing or I don't know. Maybe it's like a, it'll unlocks open. It'll door. just be outside. Yeah. Well, unlocks the door. Yeah. And then it's like, this pitch black hallway. I'd be like, nope, fuck this. Straight up the thing. And I'm like, you're <laughs> your bad Airbnb owner for having a murder hallway. Like I'm going to break through your door. Well, maybe it's just I'll the, pay for damages. Maybe it's just a hallway that doesn't have any lights in it. But, you know, that's their fault for making a creepy hallway with no lights. <laughs> that's true. Even if it was like, yeah, that's just that's our wine cellar. You didn't go in there. Like, it's just really nice. It's free actually. wine. Yeah. That have, bottle have from upstairs. Bottle. Yeah. No, that's where we got it from. Yeah. We're billionaires. It's like, OK, well, it's like, well, then you, well, you then won't pay mind for your, paying for your door. goddamn door, will you? <laughs> Maybe put in some lights in here so yeah. I can see where I'm going. You know, because she uses some like shit that's lying around. I'm like, I would have used any of that to just like, Pro- like prop it up against. But it. I get again, it's a, that same decision where I'm like, I get why you didn't. Mm-hmm. It just that's the first thing where I'm like, I feel like I wouldn't. She seems more like, well, I don't want to bust up their shit mm-hmm. at this point. She's being more patient about it. More like, well, okay. Ugh. And like Keith will be back eventually. Fuck. Right. He can't get into the door, but he'll be back and he'll notice like, what the fuck's going on? You know, and there's a window. Yeah. So, so she's being more reasonable. That's the word I was looking for. Curiosity does get the better of her. She uses some things around the basement. And desperation. Okay, probably is boredom too. It's just like, fuck, I'm locked in this goddamn basement. Might as well try and see what's down this hallway. Right. So she props up a mirror and uses the reflection of the sunlight to try and cast some sort of light into this dark hallway. Really smart. I don't think I would have thought of that. Nope. Me I would have just wa- maybe wandered in there. Yeah, like oh, squinted, know. you know, yeah. try and get your eyes to adjust. Just uh-huh. standing in the front of it. She's like, oh, if I use the angle of the mirror to cast light, I was like, good for you. Holy shit. Smart. Now that she has some light, she goes on in. She sees a doorknob. Is that what she sees? At the end of the hallway. Yeah, there's a glimmer off the doorknob. And she's like, okay, so there's a door, which again could be, it could just be a creepy hallway to a door that leads outside. Or to that wine cellar. Or to a stairs that goes up. Or to to a multi-million dollar wine cellar. And she can just get fucked up down there. I hope that if I ever get in a situation like this, uh, now that we've talked about a possibility of a wine cellar, this doesn't lead me into thinking that. And I just end up in a murder room. 
Obviously, this is going to be a fucking wine cellar. <laughs> Hell yeah. You just uh, walk straight into the dark. score. Well, you're like, what the hell? Something bit me. <laughs> or like in Suspiria, just wander into a room filled with barbed wire. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, 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 what the fuck? Where's the wine? You just push through. <laughs> I just see a bottle. In Must the be on the other side. <laughs> well, but yeah, she uh, she sees that door. She's that doorknob and she fucking goes for it. And again, I don't know if I would have had the guts to do that. I probably wouldn't have. I don't like I, I I'm a little weenie when it comes to those situations, you know, I put on a VR thing and I start a game up. I get to the menu and I'm like, this is a horror game. You know what? I'm going to go play something else yeah, like, immediately. <laughs> my tummy hurts. I'm done. <laughs> so she opens up the door and a light turns on or she finds a light. Yeah. Somehow there's a light in this in this behind this door and everything behind this door is awful. It's not. We, uh, let me say this. It's not a wine cellar. It's not a wine cellar. It's not what you'd want to see. Okay, imagine imagine you're in an Airbnb. I'm imagining it. You found a secret door. You walked down a dark uh, tunnel. I can't see. And you cracked open a door. What would you Ooh, doorknob. not want to see behind that door? And that's what's in, that's what's in there. Mm-hmm. It's a small room, too well lit. Yeah, it's like fluorescent lights. Fluorescent lights. We see uh, maybe the most unsettling part of it, a an 80s camcorder on a tripod in the corner of the room pointed towards a a single bed just a mattress seems to be quite dirty quite mm-hmm. old possibly covered in blood no i don't it think it dirt? is i think it's just dirt and then she obviously is unsettled by this turns her head and sees just a single bloody handprint on the wall and then don't forget a bucket and a bucket on the ground very dirty right dirt. next to the bed and probably shit. Probably. So, not a wine cellar. Not what you want to see. No, sir. I don't think I would handle that very well. I feel like no. I would immediately. I could just feel. I could just. I just know my stomach would just tighten. You know, seeing that. Oh, that was so unsettling to see. You'd run over that bucket. Yep. Just run over and take a big old <laughs> crapper rooney right in that bucket. And then you would run back upstairs, which is what exactly what she does. Well, she That's doesn't wear that bucket. door. At, if not by this point, that door's coming off the hinges. Yeah. I will <laughs> be so bruised getting through that door, like desperate, just ramming into that door over and over. It's like it's an inside. I mean, as far as you're aware, mm-hmm. unless it's like reinforced for sinister purposes, like it's just an inside door. They're hollow, you know, like. Just Kool-Aid man straight through that thing if you have to. Just Jason from the final chapter it right. busts right through. Boom. Just uh, Jack Nicholson, if you could find an axe, which obviously she couldn't. Otherwise, she would have been out of there already. So she, I think she tries the door, but it's still not opening. Thankfully, Keith comes home and she sees him through the little window in the basement, the basement window. And she's like, uh, get me the fuck yeah, out of here. she's banging on the thing. He's like, what the fuck? And he's like laughing. He's like, what are you doing down there? And she's like, no, 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 no. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah, you can see tears coming down. And he's like, oh, shit. OK, like they managed to pop the window mm-hmm. open at the top. It's one of those where it's like it opens to let in air. Yeah. You know? And it, and he she just passes him the key um, and she gets out. He let he opens the top of the door or the the door at the top of the stairs. And she's I mean, just like, we need to get the fuck out of here. I'm leaving. And he's yep. like, "Whoa, hang on now. Uh, there's a basement and a, or there's a Here's room a, with a bed and a camera. That doesn't sound so sinister or so weird. And she's like, oh my God, 
She's yeah, like, not listening you don't to understand. me. We need to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And it's very much, again, red flag. It's like, what's your deal, guy? Like, let's both leave here. At this point, the first time I watched it, I was, I immediately was just like, no, this is his house. Because oh, he's from being the get, so like, cool. Very much when he opened the door, I'm like, it's him. Yeah. He owns the house. He's going to fucking kill her. The, and everything from then on basically reinforced it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and he's clearly like likable, but that almost made it worse. Yeah. I'm like. He's like that. And he's Ted like, do Bundy. I look like a monster? That kind of shit. I'm like, that's some shit someone would say when they're fucking about to kill you. Like, I've seen the movie It. Yeah. And you were a monster. You were a monster guy. Okay. And like, you ever see mugshots of serial killers? A lot of them are not bad looking. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Ted Bundy. The way people kill, not all killers are ugly. That doesn't, you know? Yeah. Ted Bundy, you know? Charming. Charming. So there you go. So. Oh, Sorry. Huh. I'm going to interrupt you for like the eighth time, please. What another thing I really liked about how they they wrote it was it wasn't like she got into a situation and then was stuck there the whole movie. Mm-hmm. She on multiple occasions was out of danger. Yeah. And then somehow ended up back there, which it made it so much worse. Sucked right back. Like in. when she left to go to the interview, I was like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting her to leave her to leave. I thought it was just like she sees the guy in the Airbnb horror ensues for an entire movie. I really liked that. It was like. She's talking to her interviewer and she's like laughing and smiling. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it makes it worse because it's like you're normal. Yeah, you're she's fine. Like, I'm good. I'm going back to the Airbnb. And I'm like, no, 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 please don't. Like if you had gotten that job and you probably could have just gone right back on home and pack uh-huh. and then gotten a nice place. And she's like, well, I'll call you tomorrow. I'm like, no. Uh... Yeah, she would have been fine. None of the, none of the rest of the movie would have happened. Mm-hmm. And then this is another one of those situations where he gets her out of the basement. They're both upstairs. She's literally about to like leave. She has her bags like time to go. And I'm like, perfect. And then he manages to convince her to stay by saying, I'm going to go check it out. I believe you, but I just want to see for myself. Just stay here so the door doesn't close because it locked you in. I don't want to get locked in. I'm a man. I'm going to check it out. And to be fair, if I was trying as hard as I can to be like, why do you need to do this? Mm hmm. She's a stranger. She's like, I saw a room. I don't know. I need to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, I paid for this Airbnb. Like, sure. I have work to do in the area. I don't want to just bail. That's true. Because you're scared of a basement, you know? So it's like, okay, possibly, but that's not the vibe I'm getting. The vibe I'm getting is like, don't leave. Why don't I just go make sure you didn't see anything too bad? And then when I get back, I can kill you. I'm like, no. Or I'm going to try and lure you down here. Totally like, hey, not so bad, actually. You want to come back to this little room? Which is sort of what happens. He goes down there and she waits maybe like a minute. She's like, Keith, Keith, did you do you see it? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, all right, well, let's get out of here. He's like, OK, come on. And then it just goes silent. Curiosity once again gets the better of her. Mm-hmm. And kind of like a throughout the movie, she has like um Again, she's a better person than me, is I think what I'm getting at. At this point, oh, I'd be 100%. like, you're bad, dude. Sorry. Bye. I said I wanted to leave, and you're the one that didn't believe me. I'd be in my car on the road. Fuck that. But she's like, Keith, like, are you okay? You know, like, I'm going to go check on him. And I'm like, you're a better person than me. And it's funny you say that because this situation kind of comes into play later in the mm-hmm. movie. And Damn. again, it's not stupid decisions. It's just like. I'm, I'm I wouldn't person. do that. You're better than me. <laughs> yeah. It just sucks that it also potentially leads you into worse situations than I would be in. Is that the lesson we're taking from this? Is that if you are a better person, you're going to end up dead? Maybe. Or, yeah, maybe you survive. Well, or. Yeah. No spoilers not. yet. Yeah. Well, 
she goes, she's about to go down the basement and she stops and she's like, no, no, no. And props the door open with a chair. Again, smart. Good move. She goes down. She's keep, and she keeps calling for him. He's not responding anymore. She makes it to the little room, the fuck room. Ugh. He's not in there. And she's like, what the hell? It's like, okay, he's not in the basement. He's not in the little hallway. He's not in the room. And that's when she notices that there's a second hidden doorway. She opens it up. And now this is when things, this is when I would be like, this is even more, I don't know. It, 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 she finds a stairway that leads down their stone walls. And you brought up a, an interesting point. You said that if behind that hidden doorway that she had first opened, it was just the stairway with the stone walls and all that, you wouldn't uh, have been as creeped out. Yeah. Like if she had just gone in the basement and found like a door and it was just kind of spooky and yeah, there's like a stairway, it would have still been terrifying, mm-hmm. but it would have been more like there, there could be reasonable justification for that. You know, there you see like on TikTok all the time where it's like, whoa, I was in my house and I noticed the wall in my closet. What There was a, a, something behind it and I knocked it down. There's a staircase that goes downstairs. Then it turns out like, oh, it was just an old house with a basement and we didn't yeah. use it. So we boarded it up. Or it's like it was a prohibition time and right. they were using that to smuggle alcohol and all right, that. Right, right, right. Or like underground railroad stuff. Yeah. There's a ton of houses that have really cool underground like staircases and stuff for that. But what doesn't help that situation is when in the first hallway you turn and you find a murder room. Yeah. With like a camera and blood. It's like, and a well then now I don't think this is an innocent little staircase. Now I feel like it's going to get much some worse. Some shit's going to go down. So she starts calling out his name and then you hear him sort of yell a little bit. She calls out again and then he starts going, help, help. Being the great person that she is, she fucking turns on her camera flashlight and wanders down in there, down just this darkest stairway. She ends up coming across even more tunnels and there are cages with like dog bowls in them. Mm-hmm. And and out of well, nowhere, it looked bloody again or oh, yeah. it's dirty, but it looked that one. Looked I bloody guarantee to that me. was probably bloody yeah. and dirty. There's like six big cages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then out of the darkness, stumbles. she's at this point like, oh, very much out. upset, like mm-hmm. crying screaming his name and he yeah a couple times is like help me you're like tass she's still yeah oh and then something happens he stumbles out of the darkness and he's like oh god we gotta get out of here and she wants to go one way and he says don't go that way and they start arguing and he's yeah, like she's like go let's go you. back up to the house obviously mm-hmm. like what the fuck dude and he's on all fours it's like this is not a cool situation. And he's like, no, let's go deeper into the tunnel. It's yeah. like, so you can kill me? No, thanks, Keith. And then, yeah, he's wow. like, we're not going that way. He's oh, he's like, uh, he's like, something bit me. Right. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, that that's where. Yeah, that's where she is. Or that's where they're at or whatever. There, there's someone down here. There's someone down here. She's like, What are you talking about? He's like, shh, shh. Like, there's someone down here. Something bit me. I'm like, that's so fucking creepy. Mm hmm. And, and all then, of a sudden, uh, out of nowhere comes something. Something unsettling. Want to describe it? A humanoid. Humanoid, yes. You know, arms and legs. Completely hair, naked. Very much naked. And super tall. Boobs swinging to and fro and very tall. Very much almost like, um, imagine the guy from Pan's Labyrinth with the hands mm. that he holds over his eyes. If that creature, like, had a daughter. Interesting. You know what I mean? I do. Kind of like that, but with a human head. Well, it comes right up to Keith 
grabs his head and just starts mashing just it mashing into it the wall. Yeah. And that was Ugh. surprising because I honestly thought Bill Skarsgård was going to have a much bigger role in this movie. And then just the sheer brutality mm-hmm. of watching his head get mashed into the wall was Same. so surprising. I was like, oh, I thought he was trying to lure her mm-hmm. still. He's like, no, we need to go this way. And I thought he was going to like bring her into the, into another room and lock it or something. Yeah. And then it was like also the first scene of this is pretty deep in at this point. And it was like brutality. It's been all that like uncomfortable yeah. kind of eerie horror yeah. sense and feel. And then it was like, <laughs> it was like, whoa, I was just like literally mouth open, just staring like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And she's like, <laughs> whatever it was like. Or, hey, you know what? She was kind of like if Lake Boy had a mom, you know? Well, I mean, Lake Boy does have a mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, A mom more like himself. True. So that was very much upsetting to Mm -hmm. me. Upsetting. She freezes. Clearly. Again, very realistic. Like, she's just like wide-eyed, open mouth, just like frozen in fear watching Keith just get his head mushed into the wall by seemingly like a creature. Just like her eyes are just filling with tears and it's like just oh, so scary. And then the one takeaway from this is that Keith was not a bad dude. Apparently, that yeah, we like, know I about. guess he was a cool guy. <laughs> the one thought he was just head. a likable dude. Ah, uh, sorry, I, Keith. I did kind of like him. Yeah. And then, oh, OK. And he's dead. And then we have just a cut to blackness. And then a hard cut into the sunny coast. I'm assuming of California. There's some pop music going on. You see a red convertible cruising around on this uh, this Oceanside Road. Mm -hmm. We zoom in and who else but our good old friend. Justin Long. Let's not say his name too loud in case he hears us and comes up those stairs. That's right. You should probably put a mirror in front of that doorway. Yeah, good idea. There we go. Perfect. Funnily enough, um... Remember how you called Justin Zach earlier? Sure do. Um, Zach Efron was actually supposed to play his part in this movie. What? Wait, originally. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. He was offered the role and he turned it down. And then subsequently, they, they apparently they rewrote it a little bit. So I'm not sure oh, man. why. And then they cast Justin Long. That would have been that was, that that was a, really that was a cool. mistake. Yeah. Seeing Zach Efron, honestly. Yeah. But that would have been awesome to have seen him in this role i kind of really like zach Efron. i think it'd be cool i like zach Efron also yeah Yeah. i think he would done really well like i really like justin long also and he did great oh yeah he was an awesome just asshole in this he did really good i wonder how like they changed the role though if he would have been as much of an asshole yeah as justin long's character i was all for a second i was thinking i wonder if his name like if he was playing zach Efron, and i was like i don't think they would do that with oh oh interesting because it's a little it would be a little too yeah, not close to home, but it would be too like topical ish. Yeah, it's like you don't want to play yourself being a shit. Yeah, being a bad person, like, doing bad things. Yeah, potentially. Well, that's 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 interesting. Yeah. Well, Justin Long, he's playing the character named AJ, but I think I'm just going to call him Justin Long. Our apologies, Justin Long. Uh, we're aware you're playing a character in this movie. And um, from this moment forward, we're not talking about. Justin Long, the actor, but we will be referring to his character AJ, as, Justin Long. as Justin Long. Good, good save there. A little disclaimer there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Covering our asses. Yeah. Well, he's living his best life right now. He's cruising and he's singing along and he gets a to phone a song call. that honestly I meant to, uh, to like 
Shazam. For. Yeah, I, was, I don't use Shazam, so I'm like, what is the fucking app called? That's the only thing I could think of. I use, uh, sorry, I use Google um, Song Search, whatever it's called. Do you really? Yeah. But um, great song. Peppy. I yeah. liked it. He gets a phone call from his agents and some other people. He recently just got cast in a pilot, but unfortunately, he has now lost that job. Called Chop Off the Block or something like that. He apparently conducted some uh, sexual misconduct and the other co-star does not want to work with him and will leave the show if he is still on it. So, yeah, they originally call it like aggressive sexual behavior. That's what it was. And then due to some um, pushing on uh, AJ's part, she is accusing him of rape. Mm -hmm. He is not happy to hear this news, clearly. But interestingly enough, I feel like he's more upset at the fact that he is apparently going to be fired from the show. And then he's going to lose all of his money. Yeah. They're like, okay, even if like there's going to be an investigation, there's going to be an article, there's going to be an article coming out tomorrow. Even if the show gets picked up, you're gone. Like they're not going to after this article comes out, you're not coming back. He's like, but I was that was the first one cast. What the fuck? What a bitch or whatever. It's like, okay, well, already. This character's not coming off great. I've learned so much about this character yeah. in two minutes. Yeah. Bad news. Um, very, very clearly like, yeah, he doesn't seem like the best. No. Um, you know, I'm being what I don't know the word, but he's a bad guy. You're being very generous. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He He's clearly a bad guy. So he's trying to figure out what his next move is. Turns out that on top of fighting this lawsuit that's going to be happening to him, there's going to be a defamation case. He's countersuing. Yeah. It's going to cost him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Which he does not have. He will be broke within Mm -hmm. three months, it was. Yeah, and and his, like, money, his accountant guy is like, also, by the way, we can't represent you anymore. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? So he gets dumped from them, and he's like, well, I have property in In Detroit. Detroit. What if I sell those? Yeah, I gotta liquidate. Some money, and the accountant's just like, for a few months, but no matter how things go, you're like, you're well, you're not landing any roles anytime soon. So you're fucked, dude. And he's like, cool. Yeah. So he flies out to Detroit to Michigan and he's going there to liquidate his properties. Did you hear that ghost? The fuck was that? Was that a door opening? Oh, it was fucking Justin. <laughs> fuck, dude. Stay down there. Just we'll get your milk. It's a really good thing. You prop that <laughs> up in front of the door. Yeah. Because that would have been awkward. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So he gets to the Airbnb and he finds Tess's and Keith's stuff still exactly where they left it. Yeah. He calls the property management company. He's like, what the fuck? Is someone staying here? Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, I don't think so. He's like, well, there's people's suitcases and shit here. There are keys. There's Clearly someone's staying here. And he's like, doesn't the maid service come after someone leaves? And in this universe, I guess, I don't know if this is true or not. Yeah, I was curious. We talked a little bit about it. We paused. We're like, is that how that fucking works? But the property manager says that the maids don't come until before the new tenant or the new person renting the house comes. And I'm like, yeah. that seems really bad. Yeah, they're like, we just sent someone out to clean it before someone shows up for the. He's like, what if someone trashed the place? Yeah. You wouldn't know until the day of a new tenant showing up. And they're like, did someone trash the place? Like, no. And he's like giving them attitude. I was like, fucking rightly so. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, he's right. He finds the door propped up and he's like, what the hell is going on? And then he just spends the night there. He catches up with a friend. We learn more about him just being a bad bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the front. So he meets a friend at the club. 
Um, and the dude, the dude who plays his friend is the writer and director. Of director the movie. cameo right yeah. there. I didn't know that. Which was fun. And the, yeah, this is where it's revealed that he's just steadily becoming kind of a, or, or, or not becoming, it's being revealed that he is ba- a bad dude yeah. more and more. He admits to some stuff at the club that's like, okay, clearly. Like, well, yeah, you You're are guilty. A, yeah, garbage. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, comes home drunk, calls his accuser. Oh, your name is Megan? I believe so. Leaves her drunk voicemail. Great. Uh, after his lawyer's like, do not call her. Mm-hmm. Do not try and meet up with her. And he's like, oh, sorry. I hope you're not mad at me. It's like, you fucking idiot. This guy sucks. Um, but yeah, so he's uh, passes he's, out. Yep. Next morning, he starts his day. He kind of goes through more of Keith and Tessa's stuff. And he's just like, I don't I don't know what this shit this is. Finds her laptop. Can't get into it. And he remembers the door that was propped open in the basement. So he goes over because I think he actually hears a noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he he opens it up and then hears something. I think he calls down. Hello? Nothing. And then he hears the noise, which I'm assuming is this creature. Totally. Just moving about because he wanders down there. He gets a little knife and a flashlight and he goes to investigate. But the door is now closed. Well, he yells down the thing, too. He's like, I got a gun. I have a gun. I'm going to give you three seconds and then I'm going to come down there. I'm going to open up when anyone's down there or whatever. I'm like, he was so good at just playing like just a douchey, like yeah. coward. I like when he gets the little knife too. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh yeah. Yeah. He's like <laughs> fishing around in the silverware and he yeah. finds a little tiny like paring knife. He's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude. So he goes down there and he also comes across the rope. He pulls it and the door opens. And I loved this transition because he walks down the hallway. He has the flashlight, thankfully. This is my... This is my one of my. This favorite is parts. my favorite scene in the entire movie. <laughs> I'll say that. For, well, actually, really quick, I like that every time something like I don't remember how many times it happens, but when they find the secret passageway, mm-hmm. it's like she found it because she's stuck down there and she's looking around, and obviously she's gonna stumble upon it. He walks in there. He's like, "What the fuck?" There's a big ass mirror pointing at this part in the wall, and so that makes him look at it, and he's like, "Wait a second, there's like a." There's like a crease or whatever you'd call it in the wall. And then it leads him to the rope. It's like all so believable and natural. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. The way the mirror was just left there. It's yeah. Like, it's not like, must oh, one after here. another. People are just finding it. It's like not very hidden, is it? It's like, no, clearly there's reasons that people are. But yeah. He's going down the hallway. He opens um, the door and he's greeted to the exact same site that Tess saw. Murder room. The camera, the chair, the bucket and the bloody handprint. And he's like, oh, my <gasps> God. Oh, my God. And he's like clearly shocked. And then and it's like, what is he going to do? Is he going to run? Is he going to like freak the fuck out? Is he going to call the police? Hard cut into him on a computer. And he's like searching on Google. I think I have it written down here. Can underground rooms be listed as square footage? Yeah, yeah. He's just typing it in. And he's God, like, I laughed so <laughs> fucking hard at that part. Because it's just like two sides of the of, of the same coin. Tess's yeah. reaction, his reaction. She finds it and is like horrified like oh my god someone was hurt here some shit's going down here he's like oh my god can i list my airbnb with like more square footage can i sell this for more money i can make more money when i sell it god (laughs) that was funny and apparently it can't be listed or something and he goes yeah bitch yeah bitch (laughs) yeah and he brings his tape measure and he's like he's down in like this fucking murder room. It's like, like flickering, you know, lights and mm-hmm. blood on the wall. And he's just like <laughs> moving Taking the bed the out of the way. And he's like, okay, 11 by 12. Okay. And he's measuring the hallway. I was like, this is, this is amazing. Like 
just that reaction fits this character that we've met. Mm-hmm. We've known maybe about 15, 20 minutes. It's like, yep, this is yep. exactly what. And this again, guy would it do. mirrors. It, it, it's a callback in a way to what we we're saying earlier, where she's like, if you showed up at the door mm-hmm. as a man, this would be a totally different situation. It's ah, like you're right, when you're she right. goes in, she's like, I'm Horrified. noticing these red flags. Shit's fucked up. When he goes down, he's like, whatever. I'm a I'm a man. Yeah. He even says at one point, I think like, hey, like I'm a fucking man or something like that. Probably. And then when he's down there, he's just like. Does not give a shit about <laughs> no. all these horrible, like, wait a second. He doesn't he's even like, question Excuse me? it. Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. He bumps ignores in, the camera entirely. He bumps in the bed. He's like, ew. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. He like dusts off his pants. <laughs> and then he so also manages to find the doorway that goes down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact same reaction. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then he grabs his tape measure and it's, hooks it on the top of the stair and starts backing walking up. backwards down this like stone fucking sinister staircase and it kind of goes back to what we we're saying where it's like either if the murder room wasn't there or if you're oblivious enough to just be like oh cool a spare room in my house yeah then then it's the way you look at it it's like clearly this isn't sinister i'm just gonna go measure out uh my uh new square footage mm-hmm. so he gets to the bottom of the stairs he has kind of the exact same path that tess has but he doesn't care. Goes further down the tunnels. Sees he sees the cages. The cages. He's like, Ew, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Keeps he measuring. Just, yeah, he goes around and you <laughs> yeah. see him going in between. That's when he sees a light down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And he wanders on down there. And there's like a sort of like a nursery room. And it's like an empty room with like blankets. blankets covering the ground and a little TV in the back. That's playing like a nursing video. Playing a nursing educational video. Yeah. Like a mother being like, and then you. This is how you breastfeed. baby. And, you know, latching. And it's like, well, I did not want to walk into what this. The fuck? Yeah, that is not, again, a situation you want to see in a dark tunnel under your house. Mm-mm. And he still has a tape measure in his hand and something pulls the tape measure. And that's when he's like, oh, hey, who's there? You better come out. And then out of the darkness comes the fucking, I guess in IMDb, she's listed as mother. Yes. So I am now going to start referring to her as as that. And now we've seen this nursing video, you know. Makes sense. Okay, some some bricks are coming warming. into place, I guess. Yeah. So she comes running down the hallway and he's freaking out, drops a tape measure. He's running and he ends up tripping and falling into like a pit. Mm-hmm. And Cuts his arm with oh, his little paring knife yeah. when he falls. Tess is down there and then the there's like a top to the Yeah, he pit. looks up and there's like a kit. It's, it's like a medieval like cage grate. top to this pit almost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a grate and it just clangs shut. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly uh, terrified at this point. And Tess is just like, <laughs> yeah, quiet, 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 quiet. And this is okay. And this is also the reveal that she's alive. Yeah. She just comes out of the dark. That's I was like, she's clearly dead. You would assume. So I, was, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. She's alive. That's yeah. that's awesome. And now we have a, another hard cut. We go into the past. We meet a man named Frank. This is clearly, I would assume, like the 60s, 50s, just from the, the house design. Mm-hmm. Very much um, just beautifully shot also. I loved the style of this part. So we did describe this neighborhood as just being run down, broken, Mm -hmm. and gross. Now imagine this at like its peak. It's the perfect. Brand new. Perfect grass, brand new house, neighbors. All the other houses are brightly lit colors, picket fences. It's it's almost eerie how clean and perfect everything is. It very much reminds me of like. Not the Jetsons, but like, you know, that era of like, like you said, white picket fence. Everything's Mm -hmm. perfect. Everything's bright yellow. And like, 
brand new houses and people are like, good morning, neighbor. You know, it's like, oh, that's kind of like I at first I thought it was like a weird alternate reality thing where I was like, what the fuck is this like? In the pit somehow you're entering this new dimension. My brain was all over the place. Or maybe, yeah, there's some connection. Like there's a pit in where Justin Long and Tess right. are. And there's a matching pit. And I don't know. You yeah. And they like court. come out and it's another dimension. And it's like, nope, just a flashback. <laughs> I was like, okay. So Frank is out shopping for what seems to be material or equipment. He's having a home birth. This is mm-hmm. what he tells the store lady. And she helps him get all the stuff. Plastic sheets, diapers. Mm-hmm. Wet wipes. And a nursing tape. Which is a little bit of a oh yeah okay we see where this horrible room came from. Mm-hmm. He puts everything into his car. He loads it up, and then he's watching a woman, and he ends up following her in her car. Again, great cinematography. I don't want to keep saying it, but like man, because oh, you gorgeous. just see it's like his profile, and you see her car outside of his window in and the it's distance. Like she starts driving, he starts driving, and just keeping in in tandem. And it's like ugh. ugh, ugh. And I like the shot, too, because he wasn't paying attention at first, but like the way the camera was, mm-hmm. you could still see her there. And then that's when he turns his head and he's just watching her. And then the follow shot. Yeah. It's beautifully shot. Yeah. Falls her home. He disguises himself. Well, real quick. Do you want to give that fact about the grass? Oh, yeah. So the the writer director, he's he was saying when he makes his movies, um, he's a big fan of John Carpenter. Fun fact. Inside of this fun fact here is today on the day that we're recording, it is January 16th. Uh, today's John Carpenter's birthday. So happy birthday, Holy shit, John perfect. Carpenter. Hey, yeah. happy birthday. Yeah. And and he loves John Carpenter. And he was saying his goal is to always only use the technology that was available to John Carpenter when he made his classic movies. I love that. So he's like, as much as I can possibly do, my movies are practical, like all the gore. And everything, um, all the different effects, except apparently the biggest effect done in this movie is the grass, is the grass in the flashback. Just getting that perfect, like you said, like 50s, 60s, bright green, perfect lawn. They're like, we tried. We tried to grow it. We tried to use fake grass. It just did not look right. That's crazy. We couldn't get it to grow right. The fake grass didn't look right. So they're just like, fuck it. And we just did it in CG. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Till you <laughs> Which told like me. of all things, you know what I mean? It's you like, would have guessed. But um, yeah, thinking about it now, there is really not that much CG that yeah. I can think of. That's fantastic. The fact that that's the biggest shot, it's like, okay, well then probably the other stuff is like lighting. And just some beautiful like prosthetics. Prosthetic stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like CG wise, it's probably like some extra Oh, of course, like little things, you know, yeah, like little, coloring, little additions, background which stuff. always makes it uh, really cool. Yeah. But yeah, on top of that, on uh, it's kind of a, an addition to the John Carpenter, another John Carpenter fact. hey is he threw a little nod to uh, Michael Myers in there. Oh, literally at this scene that we're at now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Frank, mm-hmm. so he follows this woman home and he pops open his trunk and he puts on- Like a jumpsuit. Like a jumpsuit, like a mechanic jumpsuit, like a blue one. Very similar to, clearly, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. And you said he had his hair yeah, slicked his back Yeah, his hair too. slicked back very much. Again, like the, you know, like the mask. And he goes to her house posing as like, you know, a maintenance guy or a plumber or whatever. But yeah, that was a little nod to John Carpenter. I was like, that's so fucking cool. I did not catch that at all until Same. I looked it up. And yeah. now like thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's Spot fantastic. on, yeah. I wonder too, I'm curious, the name on it. Because ah. it was like some other name. I want to look up to see if that's some kind of reference to Michael Myers also. Could be. That'd hmm. be cool. If it was like Loomis or something. Yeah. 
Well, he poses as that maintenance man. He goes in the bathroom to check, I guess, the water pressure, whatever reason he comes up with. And that's when he unlocks the window. And oh boy, this is not good. Clearly, he intends to come back in. And that's how he's going to do it. And this, uh, it's another little bit of a, look, here's another reason why women have to be so cautious. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, hey, thanks, th- thank you so much for coming by. Like, come on. It's very like ha- hospitable and generous and lets him in. I do. Doesn't like- watch him. He goes in the bathroom, unlocks it and leaves. You know, it's very. Well, I think like that's a, a, it's like a sign of the times too. Right. During those times, it's just like everyone trusted each other. Exactly. But then now it's like, well, we can't because. I used to leave my front door like unlocked all the time yeah. back in the 20s. It's like, uh, yeah, you ever hear a, guy, uh, hear a guy named by Zodiac, the Zodiac Killer? Sure haven't. Pal? Not. Spooky dookie. And then I die. Um, yeah, yeah. He returns home and then he goes to the basement door. He opens it and there's a scream. You can just hear a woman screaming. It's like, ugh. He walks down the stairs and Shuts now him. we flash back to Justin Long and Tess. In the pit. Yeah. Tess starts telling Justin Long, like, all right, you need to not be yelling. Don't freak out. Like, it upsets her. Yeah, be calm. Mm -hmm. Calm down. Now, something very kind of gross happens. Yeah, pretty horrible. An arm comes down from the grate, and it's holding a bottle. Now, something... Baby bottle. I didn't notice was that there's... Well, it's like a... It's also like a vintage baby bottle. It's like... That shit is from the 60s or whatever. That's just been being used. It's over like a and glass over. milk bottle, milk mm-hmm. jug with like a big swollen, like rubber nipple on the top. Ugh. And it's like clearly like old plastic. It's kind of like veiny or whatever from the too. coloring is, you know, and the milk in it is like nasty. It's mm-hmm. very like clearly that's breast milk. I'm assuming yep. from this creature from mother, this creature. Mm-hmm. She's holding it down and you can see. These windy, twisty hairs wrapped around the nipple. See, I didn't really, notice like, from that. From her hair, God, it was so fucking gross. It's one, of, and she's just pointing the nipple at him, like, like kind of like shaking it, kind of shaking, it like, hey. And she's like, drink it, and he's like, no, 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 no. And that's one of the situations where I'm like, fuck, dude. I, I don't mean, know. I mean, if I want to say I do it there. based on her being like her intensity, where I'm like, it's going to be something much worse, but. Imagine have to, like, the mindset that swallow. you're in right there. Right. It's like you're You've looking at this horrible, this disgusting hand. You're in a pit. It's holding this nasty ass milk drug with this nipple with like twisty hairs on it. And it's like, hey, put that in your mouth. No, thanks. It's like that. I don't. That is so disgusting. Yeah. Um. And then much worse. Oh, quickly. Uh, that's another trivia is that the hair on the nipple wasn't supposed to be there it just accidentally got caught in like the mother's costume her uh, costume hair and it wrapped around the big swollen nipple and the director was like oh god that's gross <laughs> when they did the close-up he saw it and he's like oh god and he's like that's perfect we have to keep that i'm like you bastard i love that it seriously know? made it so much worse Ugh. and her arm just swivels over to tess and tess just goes right for it just boom. knowing better. Yep. Yep. Just, and you know, nurses on that nipple. And then the arm swings back to Justin Long and he does not. He's not having it. The grate opens up and Ugh. the mother jumps down. We learn a little bit about, I guess, the relationship between Tess and mother now. Like she kind of coddles her, kind of hugs her. And Tess is just, you know, obviously just, freaked out, but she yeah, just lets it happen. Eyes wide, just frozen, trying not to. Yeah. Upset her. 
And then she looks at Justin Long and he freaks out and mother just grabs him by the legs and then pulls him right up the grate and into that weird nursery room. Yeah, mother's strong. Mommy's strong. And this is when she starts to try and breastfeed Justin Long's character. Yeah, and we see there's a lot of like close up of the nursing video. Mm -hmm. Close up of mother and she's clearly like using the techniques from this video like in the worst way. Yeah. Like it shows the mom like caressing the baby's face. And so she's caressing Justin Long's face and he's just like terrified and shaking and trying not to. Yeah. And she's trying to put her boob in his mouth, her like horrible monster boob. And Tess notices the grate was left left right open. And Justin's flashlight was left behind as well. It was, huh? Yeah. On the ground. Thankfully, she manages to escape and she quietly walks by the doorway she does manage to knock over the, the tape measure that was still left down there. Yeah, it's all like scrambled on the ground. She just steps on it. It's like, fuck. And that alerts mother. Mother lets go of Justin Long. And she just fucking starts chasing Tess. Tess makes it up back into the basement, uh, tries to go out the door. But unfortunately, that has now locked again. And because I think the window was left open in the basement, she was able to bust it out and... We end up seeing the the homeless man that was chasing her earlier. I don't know the time jump in between how long it was when she first started staying there. Me neither. I think long. a good amount of time, like Must days. Yeah, at least. Because later someone asks her and she's like, I don't know how long I've been down there or whatever. But yeah, she's like trying to claw her way out of the basement and her legs are dangling mm-hmm. behind and you can see mother approaching and it's like, oh God, oh God. And then, yeah, the the dude grabs her by the hands and like pulls her out. He ends up saving her. And then there's a shot of mother. She has like her hands and her face out for a quick second. And then Mm -hmm. she slowly pulls them back in. And it turns out that this guy was not trying to attack Tess. He was trying to warn her away. Yeah. He starts telling her there's bad shit in there. Do not go in there. She comes out at night. I have managed to stay alive. She doesn't, you know, go out by the river. Um, Yeah. I'm over by this old like light or not lighthouse, a water tower. Yeah. Water silo, something like that. Mm -hmm. She starts telling him, we have to go back. There's still someone down there. This is when what you were talking about. Yeah, she's a much better person than you or me. Because I'd have been like, I have to go. Like, I'll tell the police. Totally. I'm like, I'll call the police about this, but I'm not about to go back in there. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, even the man I was just is like, in a pit sucking on a breast milk bottle of a monster. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, I'm not going in there. You shouldn't just leave. She's yeah. Like, and he's like, she's like, what you know about her? And he's like, yeah, she's lived there for like. 40 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's not the worst thing down there. And I was like, yikes, I do not love that. No, something else is down there with her. He doesn't want to go anywhere near the situation. So he dips and tests smart man wanders as much as she can when she comes across a gas station and she is able to call for help. We cut back to Justin Long. He has managed to get away from that room because mother left him. He comes across a doorway and he's debating whether or not to go through. And we see mother's like silhouette come out of the darkness a little bit. But then she stops and she slowly backs away. He enters this room, which is, again, I feel like one of those things where it's like if you're scared of a thing and then they're scared of a thing, that should be a good sign of like, don't go in there. Yeah. If that terrifying thing doesn't want to come over here, you don't want to come over here either. Mm-mm. Do you notice the bell, too? Yes. Which is clearly like whatever's in that room rings the bell. To, I'm, I'm assuming call this creature. That's what you would think. Which is like, yeah. 
someone, if someone wants that, uh, I don't know. Yeah. But he goes through the door. And he ends up finding Frank, a much older, just, he looks like he's on his deathbed for the most part. Can barely move. Mm Mm-hmm. He he's in a, a dark dank room with trash all on the all ground, on the like floor. food scraps, a little a little dresser beside him, um, with like some bottles of water and a little TV in the corner. Mm. And he goes over to that TV and finds just rows and rows of Yeah. He well he's like, Hey man, tapes. can I uh, oh my god, like you There's scared someone else me. down here. There's someone else down here, like, do you need help? And you grab some some water and he's like drinking water and stuff, and he's like, Hey, we're gonna get out of here. Well, I am, you know, don't worry about it. Like, I'll find help. And the guy keeps being like, and pointing at the dresser or the little nightstand. He's like, I don't know what you want. Like, water? What? what? And he just scoots it over to him. And then that's when he sees the tapes. Shelves and shelves and shelves of tapes. And they're just. There's names on them or like gas station redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible shit. One's like blind. One is like, you know, Irish accent. Um, You know, biter. Like, horrible shit. It was just like. Clearly, these are from that room, the room, the old school camcorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one. And there's one sitting in the VCR. And it's that's the one that says like Redhead, Redhead or whatever, gas, gas station. station. And he pops it in. And then I think we cut away. Yeah. I think At some point, away. anyway, it cuts back to him and you hear clearly like it's screaming. like his reaction. He just looks horrified and it's just screaming on the tape and he stops it and he turns around and he's just like, the fuck's wrong with the you? fuck You're is right. wrong with you, dude. And clearly there's a a parallel being drawn. Yes. Where in the club when he's talking to his friend, he's like, I didn't, you know, it's not like I'm it, his friend is like, well, did she say no? Like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, she wasn't. You know, it wasn't like, oh, no, no, please. No. Which is like, that's the the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so, you know, I was just took her took some convincing or whatever. And so he's like, I'm all good. And then I feel like him seeing this is kind of like a it's just like it's all in his mind. Yeah. You know, it's all mixing up. And he's like, oh, fuck. And there's like guilt there. And also seeing this dude is like horrific. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? And then little old man finds what he was looking for, what Mm -hmm. he was calling for in his nightstand. It's a little gun, little pistol. Justin Long thinks he's about to be the one to be shot. Turns out Frank just shoots himself in the head. Boom. Yeah, out of his out of his misery. Why? I'm thinking because I'm still not. Like, I'm thinking he was being sure. kept alive by mother against his will. I think he was like old in pain. Okay, that and might she's make like sense. I'm I'm you know there's trash everywhere. She's like I'm keeping him alive, maybe breastfeeding him, and mm-hmm. like who knows? I don't know. Interesting. But she's like, or he's her. You know what we're assuming at this point or what i was assuming what we find out a little bit later her dad possibly and her like partner which is horrible and disgusting but so she's probably like oh i'm taking care of you and he's like i'm suffering down here like i'm not up taking women which is what i enjoy Mm -hmm. i uh i'm just down here in this horrible dungeon and i have to like ring a bell to be fed or whatever it is and then he's like fuck oh also I'm rambling here, but Justin Long was also like, dude, I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to call the fucking police. There's going to be police everywhere. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, right, so he's right, like, right. I'm about to be found out for all this horrible shit. Yes. I'm going to take right. the coward's okay. way out. Boom. There it is. You're right. That's the main reason, I guess. We also do flashback to Tess now. She has managed to call the cops and the cops are great at their job because as soon as they arrive, she's like, hey, there's I've been held against my will. 
I need help. And they're immediately just like, get your hands off the car. Don't touch yeah, the car. Yeah, she's like all dirty. Clearly, she's just in a, she's just in a pit. Mm-hmm. And she's telling that like, I've been like held against my will in a pit by something. There's yeah. someone being held against their will in a house. They we seem very much like. <sighs> just another drug addict. Yeah, like. In this part of the neighborhood. What do you do with this bullshit? So I'm like, yeah, like, cool. You probably live on the streets. And mm-hmm. it's like, God damn, she's a person. She doesn't know? have any ID. And like while she's trying to explain some stuff, they get a quick call and they're like, stop talking. We need to hear what this is. And they're just completely ignoring her. She's like, are you not listening to what I'm fucking saying? Like, I'm not a like I'm not a crackhead. Mm -hmm. I need help. I'm not imagining things like there's a man being held captive and they're like, "Okay, okay, whatever. Sure. And then they get out of the car and they kind of look at the broken window to the basement. Yeah. Well, they take her back to the house. Right. Oh, right. Because she was at a gas station. They drive her back. And she's like, well, there's someone in there. Just break down the door. And they're like, well, you don't even have keys. This isn't your house. We can't do that. The only crime I see here is you breaking this window into the basement. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? And they just end up getting another call and they fuck off. She takes it upon herself to break down that. No, she breaks a window, Mm -hmm. gets her car keys. She starts to drive away and then mother bursts out of the door. Or I'm assuming maybe she's probably going to try and go get help. Right. But mother bursts out the door and comes at her, jumps in the car, test drives her car straight into the house and pins mother. And it looks like mother dies. Tess gets out. She goes right down into the basement, going to help Justin Long. Justin Long has now taken the gun that Frank had and shot himself with and the flashlight. And he's making his way out. We're cutting back and forth. So we're like, clearly something. This isn't going to go well. We see Tess Mm -hmm. like going in. In from one end, and then we see Justin Long like, I just saw a dude kill himself, and I escaped this monster, and I'm headed the other way, expecting to see Mother probably at some point. I I guess she makes a noise or something, because Justin Long doesn't see her, but he hears something, and just I think because they both have lights at each other, too. Ah. Because she comes around the corner, and she just sees a light, and she kind of squints, and then it's like, pop, and she's like, oh, shit. I really like the sound of the gun, because it wasn't like loud, but it was enough where it's like, oh, yeah, no, that is, ooh. It was like, oh, that's how a little pistol would be you know it's like holy fuck you just got yeah i was like well hopefully she's not dead the way the camera has it like she falls and hits the ground her eyes are just open and she's just not moving mm-hmm. and just long runs up he's like oh fuck oh, fuck, oh I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. oh I'm shit sorry. you should have been louder yeah i don't know and then like picks her up and he's like come on let's get out of here let's get out of here and then they make it out mm-hmm. mother is no longer pinned by the gone. car and she's like oh fuck well i know somewhere to go yeah, she's like, where is she? Where is she? And he's like, what the fuck do you mean? Where is she? What? Yeah. And so they I hit head her with down my the car. road and they meet up with the homeless man. I wish I knew his name. Me too. We'll just call him helpful man. Yeah. They come across helpful man and he takes him to his little shack or is it like a like a church or a broken down building? Something like that. I know it was near like well, it's near the river. Like you yeah, said, near the river, near like a big water tower type silo situation. And he sits them down and this is when he tells them that, yeah, she's been here for years and years because of inbreeding. That's why this whole situation is like this. Yeah, this dude, Frank, has been like he would take women and then he's like breeding with them and then breeding with the kids and like, yeah, inbreeding. And then that's what's created this this person, I guess. Yeah, if you can call her that. And he says the line once again, he keeps bringing up. She hasn't come by this way. That's how I've managed to survive. As soon as he says that, she bursts through the fucking wall, Mm -hmm. rips off his arm and then proceeds to beat him to death with his own arm. That was (laughs) insane. That was awesome. I was like, she is 
Very strong. Yeah. Mommy's strong. I felt bad for Helpful Man because he did nothing. He's just been living yeah, his own life. Yeah, he was rad. Yeah. He was one of the best people. in the, I mean, other outside of Tess, like, he tried to warn her. He's just living his life, like you said. And he was surviving <sighs> up until that point. Yeah, he was doing great. Well, Tess and Justin Long end up running. They see a water silo. and Well, Justin runs first. Right. He's very much in the situation, like, out for himself, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, they start running up the stairs. To the silo. To the silo. Uh, right before a helpful man got beat to death with his own arm, Justin Long is having a bit of a moment where he's like, am I am I a bad person? No. Oh, right. No, I'm just a good person or who's just done a bad thing. I don't know, but I'm going to change. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be better. And it was very a serious moment. I was like, huh. And then. Oh, and she's shot this whole time. Yeah. Clearly, like in the. In the abdomen. In the, in the gut, and there, yeah. She's holding it and like, okay, we'll try and wait out the night or whatever until yeah, the morning mother comes crashing. Because she doesn't wall. come out during the day. Yeah. yeah, she comes crashing to the wall and then Justin Long just, just leaves her. It. She's like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, she's like stumbling and limping behind as up they the try stairway. and go up these stairs. And she's like, wait, wait for me. And you just see like his legs <laughs> going around the corner and she's trying to like. Ugh. He gets to the top first. He pulls out the gun. Tess is like, shoot it. And he immediately fumbles and drops the gun. Of course, you just like you do with the knife. The ground. Yep. She gets right up to the top and Justin Long is like, we're not, we're both not going to make it. Yeah. There's no way we can get out of here. There's no way out. Well, I can. If you slow her down. God, that was so unsettling too. He just grabs her by the, the hair. head. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. And then he just throws her to the side. Ugh. She slides off the side of the silo uh-huh. and just is free falling towards the ground and then kind of this part was kind of it's funny. a little goofy you see mother like diving off, off the, the edge of the silo very much like um spider-man yeah in the after. Uh, latest movie <laughs> that's um, funny and they hit they impact mother has wrapped her body around tess though so that way she's taken the brunt of the force mm-hmm. when tess got thrown off you actually let out like an audible gasp too you're like oh <gasps> Oh, totally. The way he did it, too, it was just so like it was brutal. You're in its own a bad way. person. Yeah. Right. Even after. like if he gave her a shove, that's awful enough. But the fact something about him, like grabbing her by the hair and just like t- tossing her mm-hmm. to the side. So he runs down the silo stairs. He goes to check on them. He's yeah. like, oh, she, she uh, Tess kind of like groans and her eyes open. He's like, oh, my God, you're OK. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, you, you slipped before I could grab you. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't my fault. I, I just meant to hold you for a second and you slipped. It was like, you piece of I was shit. Like, oh, my God. I hate you so much. He's like, oh, I'm so glad you're OK or whatever. And like tries to help her. And then mother gets up. She's alive. Grabs him by the head. Uses her thumbs, right? Yeah. And just and they're straight into like his nails. eyeballs. Yeah, nails that was thumbs. my least favorite part. Yeah, you see the the thumbs go in and you see like the gushed eyes pour out yeah. of his pores. Up until now, I was like, this is exactly that thing I talk about where I'm like, there's not there's gory shit. Mm-hmm. Like people's getting their arms ripped off and being beaten with them. That's awful. But it's not like body horror. And here it but is. The eyeballs. I'm like, OK, not a, no, not loving it. I heard that might be a callback to him in Jeepers Creepers. Oh, nice. Because he gets his eyeballs gushed out in that movie, too. Well, to finish him off. Mother ends up just tearing his head head in half, which is insane, dude. That was awesome. Incredible strength. He is now dead and it's just Tess on the street in pain. And mother goes up to her and, you know, is trying to like comfort her. Yeah. She's like back, back, mama or whatever. It's like, oh, she's like, I can't go back. I can't. Yeah. And she keeps trying to lift her and she's like, ah, God, God, 
like I'm shot and I just fell off a fucking building, basically. And I mean, it is a little touching the way this creature is treating her, yeah, it's not her as fault. her child. You know, she's even like putting her hands like kind of around the bullet wound, like, oh, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, I want to help you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's such a it's like this so is sad. Weird she's a victim, situation. too, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But then Tess is like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. And finds her way to the gun that's on the ground mm-hmm. and just like holds it. Right to, to her head. Right to her head. And you see, even in that moment, she the you know, mother is just like, oh, you know, and like you can see in her eyes kind of like, oh, I just want to protect my baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's uncomfortable in its own yeah. way. And you can see Tess even is like, God, I feel probably it's bad. like terror, uh, pity? Guilt, pity, totally pity. Mainly. Yeah, it's like, oh, just look at pity in her eyes. I'm like, oh, Tess is a great person. Yeah. It's because she went back to try and get Justin yep. Long. She got shot. She got thrown off of this silo. She waited for Keith. Yeah. Well, and then she shoots mother right yep, in the head. We hear gunshot. And then oh. we get credits. The final shots are of Tess getting up and just walking, hopefully to the closest town, while a song, um, Be My Baby by the Ronettes, is playing which I mostly associate that song with Dirty Dancing. (laughs) So romantic. It is. I kind of really like that ending song, too. It was it reminded me of the the flashback to like the 50s, 60s era Mm -hmm. in which Frank was there. It's like this movie covered so many different like areas. Right. And clearly it's very, you know, be the whole be my baby. Yeah. And that's the end of our movie there. Wow. Wow. All right. That was a lot. Sure, certainly was. I'm so happy I didn't know really anything about this. I knew there was a shot of like in the trailer, there's a shot of Skarsgård on his on all force Mm -hmm. in the tunnel. I knew there was a tunnel and I knew sinister shit was happening and there was an Airbnb and that Justin Long was in a convertible at some point. And that's it. (laughs) I mean, that's the perfect way to go into this movie. Uh huh. I think I might insert a spoiler warning into the beginning of this episode just to be like, if you haven't seen this movie, do not listen to this episode. It's like, w- like definitely watch to. this movie it, if you're interested before listening to this. Yeah. And I think that this is a, well, I guess we're in the discussion portion or the, the final mm-hmm. thoughts of this movie. I think this movie is a good way to introduce someone or show someone who's not that big into horror, a good, like thrilling, sort of scary movie without a yeah, lot of the gore. I wouldn't say it's like a, is a necessarily an intro. I guess personally, but I would say it's in there somewhere where it would be like, okay, you've seen some like maybe some A24, maybe like the first unsettling shit, like The Witch. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. But like less gore and more unsettling. I feel like that's a good way to kind of like ease someone in. And then you have like maybe one scene where someone gets stabbed. Mm -hmm. You get the Zodiac and then you're slowly and then this movie's like maybe third on the list, you know, where it's like there's some horrible shit in this. Oh, without a doubt. I guess. Yeah, it it is more like eyes being gorped out. There's the gore. There's the unsettling factor. There's just like the people being bad people. Like, horrible yeah, people, there's a level factor. Yeah, exactly. There's a level of like triggering shit. Yes. Also in this, which is like certain people. It's like, just don't. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's a whole factor, too. It's like, exactly. It's kind of like, hitting different marks. Ugh, yeah. There's some weight to it. It's a hefty one. And also some jump scares. Yeah. So it's kind of like a good, yeah, it's like a, it's like a 102 class, you know, 101 is like, like uh, maybe, um, yeah, like the witch. And then 102 is barbarian. Barbarian. All right, Jeff. Well, let me ask you a few questions. Okay. I'm ready. Did you like this movie? I did like this movie. 
I'm really glad. So like you were saying, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Thank you. But like we were saying, I watched this just because I heard people talking about it. I think Mm -hmm. I saw one trailer and then I had somebody at work tell me a little bit about it. I had no idea Justin Long was in it until my friend at work said, oh, yeah, he surprisingly showed up, which I kind of wish I hadn't been told. God damn it. Yeah. Because from what I remember in the trailers, it was pretty much just like what you said, the Airbnb bit. Well, that's what's interesting about how I got interested in this movie is I saw that first trailer. Didn't care. Mm hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. It's just, it, it just seems like a generic horror movie, which as we, as we're all aware at this point, I'm like, nah, sure. Don't really care that much. Which yeah, the first trailer really did feel like a generic. It was just like pass and like uh, scars guard in the tunnel and like, <gasps> Her and like the people tunnel. being scared and shit. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And then I saw another trailer on YouTube and I was like, huh, what's this? It just said Justin Long's new movie. Mm. And I played it and it was just like, and it's like him driving down in the convertible. Like, yeah. And I was like, huh, what? what is this like a romantic comedy? I'm expecting like Drew Barrymore to show up. Yeah. And then it starts super cutting into like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and like dark tunnels and shit. And then I realize, oh, this is for Barbarian. And that's when I was like, ooh, anyone who would market a movie with like, such a creative like misdirect trailer like a fun little thing i'm like now i'm intrigued to see how they tell a story and, and that's when i was like i really want to see this now that's awesome yeah so i knew also i just also love the hard cut from me too bill Skarsgård getting the head mash to fun loving i'm cruising down the highway justin long there's two big pivots in mm-hmm. the movie there's that one where it's like <laughs> like and then didn't do i'm in a convertible and i'm like this is amazing mm-hmm. i love just like oh okay we're doing something else now oh here we are okay and then the second one i would say is the flashback yes when we see Tess, and it's like bonk and then we're in this beautiful sit this town i really love those <sighs> so good i yeah wish i had known less going into this movie but i still didn't know as much as I did. Yeah, what did you, where were you, other than the Justin Long being in it, did you know about Mother? Did you know about? No. You knew, but you knew there's a tunnel and stuff probably, or the vague. And you knew that there was a creature. Okay, cool. So you knew there was a creature. Which again, I I kind of wish I hadn't. Right. Because maybe it would have been like the reverse home invasion where like, you know, you're locked inside and someone's trying to kill you Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I did say this when we, when I talked about this on the Horror Hour, however many episodes ago, and I'm, again, really glad I didn't spoil anything for you. Oh, me too. I didn't think about that. So I'm glad. Yeah, thanks for not. Yeah. But like the first half of this movie is somebody sort of described it as maybe like a David Lynch-ish sort of horror movie. Mm. And then the second half or the pivot is more like a Sam Raimi horror movie. Interesting. Which I kind of I kind of feel like the, totally. the creature design is very Sam Raimi-ish. It yeah. reminds me sort of something from Evil Dead or Drag Me to Hell. and the comedic moments, mostly with Justin Long's character being an asshole, I thought were were really good mm-hmm. and helped keep it from getting too dark, I guess. Totally. The material was dark oh, as hell. heavy, like you said. Like, yeah, very heavy, very like unsettling. Give me pit in my stomach just after I'm like disgusted. And, like, yeah. Ugh. But you're totally right. There is so much like comedy. <sighs> I don't, I don't think I'd call it comedy. Yeah, me neither. It's not like I wouldn't call it a comedy horror movie no. necessarily, but like I laughed a decent amount of time. Like there was comedy, but it's weird to say that because it doesn't feel like an outright like. I guess just comedic elements. Yeah. Put in. Like his character was for being a bad person. It was like, God, it's so funny, though. 
And yeah. it, being Justin Long helped. Like he's a, such a likable guy. Absolutely. That it's like it feels okay to laugh, you know. And they did it in a way that was it wasn't like disrespectful or whatever. It was like just making fun of his character. Yes, really funny, yes, yeah. that's what it was. Well, Jeff, there weren't that many kills in this movie. There were three. I think five. Five, five. You're right. I don't uh, remember what they are. <laughs> so we have Bill Skarsgård's death, head crush. That's right. We have Justin Long getting his head ripped open. We have Helpful Guy getting beaten to death with his own arm. Mm-hmm. We have Frank shooting himself. Then we have Mother, I guess. Right. Getting shot in the head. Totally. That's number five. Out of those five kills and deaths, do you have a favorite? Um, <clears throat> yes. And I do feel bad. Okay. But it's helpful guy. Ah, uh, yeah. Cause it's like, well, he's the one I wanted to die the least, mm-hmm. but his death was also the hella funny, the most <laughs> insane. Like he's arm ripped off and he's beaten to death with his own arm. I yeah, mean, that's pretty great. Pretty great. And again, I'm not in for the, like, you know, the gore and the, all that. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, I mushy ruined the, I, the head split might've been my favorite. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. But the eyes. I was like, Bleh. that discounted it for you. Huh? Yeah, totally. Well, then I will pick up your slack right there because my favorite death slash kill of this was absolutely Justin Long. <laughs> I knew with it. With the eyes, with yeah. just like the eye mush coming out of his yeah, face. Yeah, it was like tapioca pudding. It was. Or like, yeah, tapioca pudding with applesauce. Ew. And then the head split too. Yeah. That was beautiful. Just like a done. full like King Shark body rip. Mm-hmm. Nasty. I mean, Bill Skarsgård's death, Keith's death was, it's was almost there but it's the first one it's shocking but you know the it eyes was a good head. shot yeah the shock value of it puts it up there mm-hmm. but i gotta go with with justin long good choice jeff before we move on i just have one final question for you is this a movie you would watch again uh yeah i'd watch this again and would you show someone this movie uh-huh. i would with with i'd probably have to ruin it i would have to be like heads, heads up. up jinx uh there are topics in this movie that you might find upsetting sure if you're cool with that this is a great movie Mm -hmm. if not skip maybe avoid it yeah yeah yeah. that's completely fair oh by the way we i don't think we've mentioned on this podcast before but a great resource especially for people who are wanting to watch horror movies but they're they're like certain things really fucking ruin my day Mm -hmm. is go to does the dog die.com and be aware that it could spoil some stuff but it gives a general overview you don't have to go into detail where you can go by category, like does this movie feature bones breaking, children dying, children dying, you know, incest just through all the different things that could be like triggering. And then it'll be like, yes or no at first. And if it says yes, you can dive in deeper if you want to be mm-hmm. like, well, how bad is it or whatever? Or you can just be like, I'm good off it. Good. So good resource. But yes, I would show this movie to people for sure. It, it's really good. Well, I guess to wrap this up, let's move into the rating of this movie, Jeff. Okay. Okay, uh, if you're going to give this movie a, a review on Airbnb, yes, out of five stars, how would you rate this film? I would give this four out of five stars, like a solid four out of five. Nice. This is the second time I've watched this. I know I've said that, but the first time I watched it, I didn't really know how I felt. I was like, I, I think I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But going back this time, maybe it was the second viewing kind of knowing what was going to happen and kind of like noticing certain parts and certain right, I was things say, now like looking for certain details and clues. And yeah, I, I got, I love this. I got such a good kick out of it. Mm-hmm. The parts that I loved that first time, I love just as much this time, the transitions, the kills, the upsettingness, just the unease that this movie gave me. I think this is like a pretty fun movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 
pretty good modern horror movie. Yeah. All right, Jeff, out of five stars, how many stars would you give this Airbnb? And by that, I mean movie. <laughs> uh, you know what? I give it four also. All right. Yeah. Uh, not a full five. Okay. Like we've said before, it really has to be. I mean, so I can't rate this the same as I would rate like the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a five out of five for sure. Two different animals. Exactly. So I give this a solid four. Super entertaining. Very upsetting at parts. But mm-hmm. I really liked the... I'm I'm interestingly starting to really like being unsettled. There we go. Okay. Um, more and more, I'm like, yeah, I want to be tense for this experience. It's a it's, yeah, it's like fun I just feeling. want to be yeah, uncomfortable. <laughs> so that part was really fun because I'm like, they did great. And again, like it was just beautifully shot. The storytelling was really good. Mm-hmm. Even the parts where I'm like, I don't like thinking about that shit. But it's like, well, it lends itself to the movie and why it's so unsettling. So I'm like, I wouldn't even change that necessarily. Yeah. Great storytelling, man. And I mean, we haven't even mentioned the acting, but all the acting was great. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Partly the reason I haven't mentioned it is because I'm like, well, it was just so good. Like, I don't even need to cover it. Yeah. There's nothing to call it and be like, well, that was weird. It was like, you know, everyone did fucking great in this movie. So, yeah. Bill Skarsgård is good at making people feel uncomfortable. Totally. Tess was just great at being a good person good person being terrified yeah. again the 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 subtlety of like when she killed mother it's like terror pity it's like man that must be hard to getting all those emotions yeah. to, to show at once chef's kiss ah uh, that's the spicy arrivederci okay let's move into everyone's favorite bit of the show tops and bottoms like it or hate it one one star review and one five star review of this movie jeff let's start with you all right, we have um, user had her way. Oh, had her way. I get it. Uh, on Amazon, five stars. Such a creepy movie. This movie was very good as far as scary movies go. Creeped me out for about a week. Do not watch alone. Keep the lights on. Definitely do not watch in an Airbnb. I like that because I imagine her watching it in the Airbnb and being right like, in that review. Cool. It's like, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Just like in her bed, like typing that with yeah. all the lights on. Some dude's like, hey, I think I'm supposed to stay here, too. And she just shits herself <laughs> anyway. And for your one star for the one star review from Letterboxd by user Bori. The only thing that made sense in this fuckery is if Bill Skarsgård is down in the basement and needs help. You go and try to save that cute ass of his. I got to give it to her. She's right. I mean, he's got a cute little tushy. He's got a cute little everything. So <laughs> one star. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, can you give yourself a pat on the back right now? Because I'll give myself one, too. Yeah. We have done it again. We have completed episode 31 of the podcast. Woo! All right. We can did you, it. Can you bring us on home, Jeff? Steve, you are home. I keep telling you that. I want you to go home, though. Oh, uh, please. Okay, leave. Yeah, I can. But first and take Justin with you. Uh, I don't want to take Justin with me. Fine. He just has leave. the whole secret room here. Just leave the mirror in front of the door then. OK. OK, well, before I go home, let me just say that. Hey, listeners, how's it going? First of all, maybe don't stay in Airbnb. Um, they are kind of ruining the housing market now. It's gotten overpopulated. Just stay in a hotel. I was going to say, aren't hotels now kind of becoming cheaper? Yeah. Airbnb, Airbnbs are expensive. 
Um, they usually a lot of times want you to do your own cleaning and then they charge you for it. It's kind of bullshit now. It's like cameras in there, Uber and stuff where it's like they just shit all over their people. Anyway, go to uh, her, which is house of horror.com to buy merchandise and go to her, which is house of horror on Instagram to see random things, horror, horror related things, news about the podcast, upcoming movies, Upcoming movies, uh, sound bites from previous episodes, behind the scenes things of some of the movies and other good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Art of Jefferson or Ugly Cowboy Co. You can find Steve on Instagram at Steve with, I think, 15 E's. I think it's 13 now. You should just keep changing around of like fake people out. Yep, that's my keep personal Instagram. So if you can find it, give it a follow. I don't yeah. post as many horror things. You'll find a lot of James Bond and Top Gun things. But <laughs> if you like that. You're following the right Instagram. Boom. Uh, go ahead and review the podcast. The like two places you can actually review podcasts that we can find. Apple Podcasts is one of them. If you leave a five star, we will either just be like, hey, this person gave us a five star review. Or if you actually write a review, we'll read it out loud. Live. Live on Saturday night. It's Jefferson Steve Miller. Steve Hurwitz. And me. I'm Steve. Yeah. Um, please tell your friends about this podcast if they like horror movies even if they don't I like to think we try and bring enough comedy and other opinions about horror like, yeah I mean I don't really love horror movies and I'm here so you know you are here every week yep so bring they, your friends around also and we can commiserate yeah tell them about it if you just met someone just be like hey I don't know you listen to this podcast or just take their phone you know say you're gonna put your number in their phone and instead Subscribe them to this podcast. Perfect. And then play it for them. Be like, yep. hey, this is great. Quick update on the ET. Still waiting. Oh, yes. So that was predicted to be early. To- early 2023. Yeah. So that could be in the next month. I really thought it was January. It was supposed to be January, but I think it may have gotten delayed or something. Wouldn't so we'll surprise see. me. That's most things. Yeah. I just remembered we never posted a thank you video for that. For everyone I know because we're going to wait until E.T. got here and then it keeps happening. We will. So we, we will, will guys. when E.T. gets here. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube as well. Herwitz's House of Hora. I'm pretty sure that's where we're where we will be posting the thank you video. Totally. Me hanging out with the E.T. Currently, we're, it's only episode one. We're still podcast. trying to put more stuff up there. We will. Yeah. It took like two hours to upload that. So I so I have been putting that off. Um, someday we'll upload other episodes probably. And like you said, ET content behind the scenes videos and the like, maybe we'll make a TikTok at some point. That's mm. what all the young kids are doing these days. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, God damn we'll it. See. Actually, as soon as I said that, I was like, that's how you get the, that's the how you get those listeners. Mm-hmm. That's how you get the youth vote. So Jeff and I were talking about possibly doing some ads in the future as well. We've been looking into that. So yeah, we are sellouts. You might be hearing some ads in the near in the near future. Yeah. Hey, if you want to advertise, give us a give us a little ring. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Wouldn't mind that. We could talk about your projects whenever. Yep. One final update. The podcast has been released since March. No, excuse me, May of last year on Fridays. But I'm pretty sure we will be moving episode releases to Mondays starting in February. Yes, this was not due to um, studio interference due to low ratings, like with some TV shows. Yes. This was a personal choice. It certainly was. Um, I think people enjoy uh, podcasts coming out on Mondays because that's when a lot of people have to go to work and that sucks. You can listen to us. Bullshit about horror movies on the way to work. 
So the next two episodes that will be released on the 20th and the 27th will be the regular Friday updates. But then the next episode starting in February on February 6th is when that first episode of the month will be released. So again, starting in February, all episodes will be released Mondays, Monday, Monday, Monday. What day? Monday. What day does Garfield hate most? Monday. What is two days before hump day? Monday. What is the first day of the week? Monday. What day do people have manic days on? Monday. And I think I've run out of Mondays. Monday. So everyone can look forward to that. I'm so glad we just did that for so long. And unfortunately, that means, you know, we our episodes won't fall on Friday the 13th. But if that, you know, ever happens, but honestly, we'll probably just do some cool shit on Friday the 13th. In that case, maybe we'll push up the episode or yeah. something release of, you know, something or other. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of nice to have a little bit more time to edit if I really need yeah, it. Added bonus there. Oh, my God. It's going to be really relieving because Steve spends a lot of uh, late nights staying up until 4 a.m. editing while I'm at home watching Parenthood <laughs> or, or Angel or, or Angel. Man, we are in sync today. huh? Whoa. Hey. Are you uh I was trying to think of an NSYNC song. Bye bye bye. Hey, are you Hey, you know what? As NSYNC likes to say. Bye bye bye. On it that way. Nope. nope. I'm good at this. <laughs> that is Backstreet Boys. Damn it. <laughs> we need to end this. Uh like we uh like we Thank you again everyone for listening. As always, we do appreciate it. Please tell your friends about this. We always want to welcome in new listeners. So please, please help me. Shut up, Justin. Tell your friends about the podcast. All right. I'll let you. All right. Justin, Justin, are you okay? (coughs) I need that milk. Mm, We'll get back to that. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. And Jefferson, as we say at the end of every episode of Erwitz's House of Aura. Mama. Shut up, Justin. Do you believe in Beelzebub? He's a devil in disguise and he's sitting in your tub. He rubs his body down with a big old bar of soap and he wishes to the heavens where he goes. Underneath his little toes, you'll find a little person. (laughs) That's the end of that one, too.